You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. God wants his people to prosper, and I believe that he's anointed me to help you to prosper, to go from one level to another level all year, and we're going to break poverty and lack and scarcity, unfulfilled desire over your life. It's going to take you to another level of abundance in God. Come on, take this journey with me. How to win our prosperity edition 2024. Are you ready to break free from the chains of anxiety, stress, and depression? Mike Moore, author and founding pastor of Faith Chapel and host of the How to Win podcast, is here with his new book, Help, My Mind is Under Attack. Learn how to overcome attacks on your mind and live an emotionally healthy life. Grab your copy now, available as ebook on Amazon and paperback on MikeMoore.com. Embark on your journey to complete mental health and emotional peace. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. You know, I quote that uh, text every episode in every podcast because God wants us to win. I want to welcome you to my prosperity edition. All of last year, I dealt with leadership, and this year, I'm dealing with prosperity. I'm teaching prosperity on Tuesdays, and this is my Thursday podcast, and I'm also teaching on prosperity on Thursday. I began a series here on my Thursday podcast entitled Poor No More. Poor no more. The series theme is God's perspective and remedy for poverty. God's perspective. There's a scripture that is so powerful and so true. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is a mind renewal series. Poor no more. My goal is to renew your mind. Mind renewal is an exchange that leads to change. You got to change your way of thinking and embrace God's way of thinking. And then you will discern and discover and walk in the perfect will of God. And that's our goal is that you walk in the perfect will of God. And the perfect will of God is that you experience poverty no more, no more poverty. Now, this is our third episode and in this episode, we're going to talk from the subtopic, the many faces of poverty, the many faces of poverty. Let's begin by talking about the three levels of poverty or the three degrees of poverty. There are three levels of poverty. There's level one, lack, level two, scarcity, and level three, unfulfilled desire. Lack, scarcity, unfulfilled desire. 
Lack is the lowest level. Scarcity is the next highest level above. And then finally, unfulfilled desire is where many Christians are. They are not experiencing lack, and they are beyond scarcity, but they're not in uh, fulfilled desires. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about these three levels of poverty. Level one is lack. And each one of these levels, I have a proof text. The word of God is the answer. We base our insights and our principles and this entire podcast on God's word, the Bible. So in Psalms 34.10, in the New Living Translation, it says, even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Even if we had no definitions, we would know just by reading the text that God wants us to lack no good thing. So what does the word lack? It's the lowest level of poverty, the lowest level. And there are people living on this level. Lack means to be deficient. It means to be short or without that which is essential or needed. Lack means to be deficient, short, or without that which is essential or needed. When you're without things that are essential for your life, that are needed for uh, living, then you're experiencing lack. In other words, some people lack for food, lack for food. I remember years ago at the beginning of our marriage, uh, my wife and I were struggling. We were struggling and we were really wanted to take advantage of the food stamp thing. I I remember I remember being downtown and standing in that line to get some food stamps. You know, I, I just, I, and I don't think it's necessarily a, a wrong thing. If you need food stamps, then get food stamps. If food stamps will help you, that's you're not sinning because you got food stamps. I was just a little embarrassed. You know, I had gone to college and stuff like that. I was embarrassed. And, you know, and, and we were thinking about, you know, trying to get this housing in a certain place, you know, um, and I just, I, I said, let's go. I, I just got embarrassed and, and <laughs> said, I go. To be without food is a, a form of poverty. It's lack. To be without clothing, proper clothing, is, is, is lack. To be without housing, sometimes people have to live with others. I mean, not 
transitionally, but I'm talking about they just have nowhere to stay. Some people are actually living out on the streets. They're living on the bridges. They're living on the tents. That's that's a form of lack. It's a form of poverty. It, that's that low level to be without transportation. We all need transportation in the age that we live in. Transportation, in many cases, to go to work, trans, unless you live in, well, that's a form of transportation. But, you know, if you, you don't live near transit system, then you will need transportation, a car to go to work or a car to go here, to go there. And some people are without transportation. They're without a car. They they have to catch a ride or someone have to take them somewhere. You're not sinning. It's just a form of lack to be without a job. Think about those who are unemployed, who want to be employed, who need to be employed. We're not talking about people who are retired or people who have a disability or something. We're not talking about that. People who are sick. We're talking about just those who have a need, have a desire to work and you just need to work and you, you don't have employment. That's a, that's a form of poverty that comes under that low level of lack, um, Money to give. The Bible instructs believers to give, you know, to tithe, to give. If if you don't have the money to give and God is instructing you to give, then you're experiencing lack. You're experiencing a level of poverty. That's that low level of poverty. I'll read the text again. Psalms 34.10 says, even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Food is a good thing. Closing is a good thing. Housing is a good thing. Transportation is a good thing. A job is a good thing. Uh, money to give is a good thing. It is not God's will for you to lack. That's the lowest level, you know, of poverty. Then a level above that, but it's still poverty, is scarcity. Scarcity. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 9 through 10 is our proof text for this level. God says a land, he's speaking to his people about a land we call the promised land. He said a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity. You will eat bread without scarcity a land uh, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Now, it's interesting that this text includes lack. He said, you'll lack nothing. And we talk about lack, but it also talks about scarcity. Scarcity and lack are not the same thing. Both scarcity and lack comes under the heading of, of poverty. Let's say that lack is on this low level. The lowest level of poverty you can be on is lack. But there's a level above it, and that level is scarcity. What is scarcity? Scarcity is having a very limited supply. Having a very limited supply. 
is having barely enough. You have something, but you have barely enough. Scarcity is when you have no room for emergencies. An emergency takes place, it just throws your budget. It throws you off. I mean, it just throws everything off. No room for emergencies. No room for unexpected expenses. Even when you budget, I have a budget, and that should be a part of our uh, routine to have a budget, budgeting our finances. There are times there are unforeseen expenses, unexpected expenses. When you're in scarcity, you have just enough to make it from month to month. So, an unexpected expenses is something you hadn't thought about or hadn't planned for, and you don't have the reserves, you don't have the resources to handle that. That's a form of scarcity. When you have no room for the needs of others, when you can't help other people, you can take care of your needs, but you can't help anybody else. Helping anybody else means you have to sacrifice your need. That's scarcity. Scarcity is when you have no money for savings. You can pay your bills, but you can't save anything. You, you have very little money in savings, or you have no money in savings. But you, you can survive. You keep your head above water. You can pay your bills as long as you're working from month, week to week and month to month. But you have barely enough hand-to-mouth existence. You get paid, you eat. You get paid, you eat. What I mean by that, a hand to mouth, it means you get paid, you pay your bills, nothing left over. You get paid, pay your bills, nothing left over. You get paid, pay your bills, nothing left over. Think about it. You're surviving. You're making it from week to week. You're making it from month to month, but you, you have nothing left over. I'm saying that's a form of poverty. And, and, and really, when you think about it, and, and I, I've experienced hand-to-mouth existence. I've experienced, uh, I've experienced the uh, from payday to payday, going from payday to payday. You know, you got enough for this 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 week or this two weeks or this month, and, and then but you got to have something next. Or it just throws everything. Just from hand, you're working. Mouth, you, you're spending. Hand, you're working. You're spending. But there's nothing left over. You're just barely making it from, from week to week. That's scarcity. And I'm telling you, that is a form of poverty. Now, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. I'm not saying this to, to demean you. Uh, I'm not being disparaging when I say this, but I want to open your eyes because at the end of the, the, this, I want to share with you that you have a choice. You, you do have a choice. You don't have to live that way. 
You just have to do something different. And a part of doing something different is to listen to teachings like this, to get in the Word, to get in my podcast. The Word is the answer. It will change the way you're going. Now, working hasn't changed it. So maybe you need to spend more time in the Word. Maybe you need to give God an opportunity. Meditate the Word. Spend quality time in the Word. Make it a part of your daily life. Let's talk about unfulfilled desires. Unfulfilled desires. Unfulfilled desires. Unfulfilled desires. What is what is what is unfulfilled desires? What is unfulfilled desires? What is unfulfilled desires? Our proof text for this is Psalms 37:4 in the New Living Translation. It says, Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you your heart's desires. Another translation says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. You know, I hear people, I hear people, Christian people, especially Christian people. And and, and they said things like, they said things like, you know, God didn't promise us to give us our desires. He promised to meet our needs. Well, that's not really scripture. That's not, this is, I know the Bible says, but my God should supply all your need. And if you study that out, he wasn't talking about just your basics. He really wasn't talking about that. It, if you study it out, you'll find out there's an abundance connected to that because God is going to supply out of his riches. Then say he going to supply out of your need. He said he's going to uh, 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 supply uh, out of his riches. Okay. And, and that's a whole nother teaching. But, you know, I hear people, that's why we need to renew our minds. They have this thing that if you have your desires, you're being greedy. You're being covetous that God is not concerned about your desires he, he he just concerned about you paying your bills. You know, he, he didn't promise your desire. He didn't promise you you have. And, you know, it, it's something that there's something in our thinking that's it's off. It's just off. We have this this thinking that if I have my needs met, then that's all God wants for me. If I have a roof over my head, I can put food on my table, I can pay my bills, then that's all God wants. And we should be just content and satisfied with that. But the Bible says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Delight yourself in the Lord, the traditional King James says, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Then he, that text doesn't say needs. He said he'll give you the desires. So here's what I've discovered. Unfulfilled desires, and naturally it's talking about desires that are consistent with a godly life. Naturally, it's not talking about if I, I'm a married man, I desire someone else's wife. Uh, uh, if I desire... Uh, somebody's house or if I desire something that's immoral or inconsistent. Naturally, it's not talking about that because the text says, take delight in the Lord 
And the authorized King James says, delight yourself in the Lord. So if you're delighting yourself in the Lord, you're delighting yourself in pleasing the Lord. And if you understand the scripture, it's talking about aligning your desires with God's desires, aligning things. It's not God's desire for you to have somebody else's wife or somebody else's husband. That's not God's will. It's obvious that it's not his will for you to have somebody else's house or somebody else's thing. You know, think about it. So it says, delight yourself in the Lord. Take delight in the Lord. Take delight in pleasing the Lord. And the only way you're going to know what pleases the Lord is know what the Word says, because the Word is God's will. The Word is what God desires. The Word is God's thoughts. So when I see that, that tells me that God wants me to have my desires. If I'm loving God, I'm want to please God, I'm serving God, I want, I want to submit to his word, then God says, I give you the desires of your heart. He didn't say, I give you the desires of my heart. He said, I give you the desires of your heart. You see, we don't trust ourselves. So what is unfulfilled desires? Unfulfilled desire is that that higher level of poverty, but it's still poverty. Scarcity, there's lack, then scarcity, unfulfilled desire. I'll give you a definition of unfulfilled desire. Unfulfilled desire is the inability to enjoy life in things beyond the need level. I'm going to say that again because that's that's really, that's really, 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 uh, really, really powerful. It's, it's unfulfilled desires is the inability to enjoy life and things beyond the need level, beyond the need level. In other words, you have your needs met, but you don't have anything beyond that. And I'm trying to come against that poverty mindset that you got, that God is only concerned about your need. That You, you know, sometimes when, when we're out shopping, and uh, my wife said, we'll say this, uh, we, she may be looking at shoes or she may be looking at this. And uh, I say, I will say to her, we'll get both of them. They're different. You like both of them. Get both of them. And, and, and maybe you said what she said sometime. Well, I don't really need that. What difference does it make? What doesn't different doesn't make whether you need it or not? God is not just concerned about your needs. When you're only living at the need level and you can't do anything you desire. And I used we were at that point one time. We couldn't take a vacation. Man, we we my wife and I, we like to cruise. We like to take a cruise. Now, how many know a cruise is not an essential? It is not necessary for your survival to take a cruise. It's just not essential. But we enjoy cruising. 
But cruising requires resources, finances. And we go cruising all the time. But there was a time we couldn't take a cruise. But we wanted to, but we couldn't take a cruise. There were times that I couldn't buy my wife certain things. Now, she had clothes, but I wanted to buy her things. I wanted, to, I wanted her to have something that she desired. You know what's interesting about that? You, if you're a good parent, you know exactly what I am, what I'm saying, but because you've allowed religion to, to color your thinking, you don't even think like you, you think in church different than you think in life. Because see, when my children were kids, they wanted a bicycle or they wanted a video game or, or they wanted a dollar. They they wanted something and they wanted this kind of game or this kind of dollar, this kind of this and this. They didn't need it. They didn't need it. And yet, as a parent, I wanted them to have what they wanted, not just what they needed. Think about it. That's the way you are. If you're a good parent and you have any kind of resource, and some of you, you don't, you can't even afford some of the things you, you're doing for your kids, and they don't really need it. But just you just want your kids to have it. Why? Because you love your kids, and you, you, you don't just say, well, they got food on the, on the table, and they got a, a roof over there. No, you don't think like that. You want them to have some things they desire. Now, listen, where did you get that from? That's the way God is. God just wants you to have some things that you just want. Why? Because he's a good God and he can afford it. And when I learned that God could afford it, see, I had to renew my mind because I thought crazy too. I, I had this poverty mindset. Oh, that's not necessary. I, I think I told God I didn't want to be rich. I want to be just comfortable. I just want enough to make it by. And, and really, I, I, was, I, 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 was, I was spiritually dumb. And some of you, you're spiritually ignorant. Why would God want you to not have some things that you desire, considering the fact that he can afford it? The silver is his. The gold is his. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to God. Think about it. He owns everything. Why wouldn't he want to share some of that with you? The only reason you believe that is because you've been religiously trained against the Bible. You've been trained and indoctrinated in myths, misunderstandings, uh, traditions that are totally consistent with the Bible. God wants you to not just have your needs met. He wants you to have some of your desires. Now, don't forget this because I, I got to close. I'm, I'm out of time. I, I had some other stuff I want to share with you, but, but I, I want you to understand this. You need to know where you are. You need to know where you are. If you are in lack, that's not God's will for your life. If you are living from payday to payday, barely making it, that's what God said. My people are working every day and barely making it.
That's poverty. If you can, can pay your bills, but you can't do anything you desire, you can't take a vacation, you can't do something nice for people, um, I mean, you can't go somewhere you want to go, can't have anything just, that you just want, everything has to be a need, that is unfulfilled desire. That is a part of poverty and you have to resist that mindset. And that's what this series is about, is about changing the way that you think. And if you don't forget, remember anything I said in this lesson, anything, remember this, write it down, make a note. God can afford it. He can afford it. Yes, yes. You say, well, I don't need it. Well, it's all right. It's all right. God can afford you to have something beyond the need level. He can afford it. Listen, I have some other stuff I wanted to share with you. I I, I, I got a, 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 a what I'm calling a poverty prosperity spectrum. It is it is absolutely amazing. Maybe we'll get to that in our in our next lesson. But listen, listen, I want you to get in these lessons and meditate in them. I teach this. I go right back and listen to it. I teach it. I go back and listen to it. I've taught some of these things for years and I still listen to it because I want my mind renewed. I don't want a vision of my circumstances. I want a vision of lack and scarcity. I want a vision of abundance. So I have to meditate the word on a regular basis. So you got to get in it. Go back, listen to these podcasts, and it'll renew your mind. And then you can pull forth good things because your spirit will be filled with the word. I love you. I'm out of time. I'll see you next time. God bless you. Are you ready to break free from the chains of anxiety, stress, and depression? Mike Moore, author and founding pastor of Faith Chapel and host of the How to Win podcast, is here with his new book, Help, My Mind is Under Attack. Learn how to overcome attacks on your mind and live an emotionally healthy life. Grab your copy now, available as ebook on Amazon and paperback on MikeMoore.com. Embark on your journey to complete mental health and emotional peace.